What's good, everyone? Welcome back to my first kicks. This is episode 112, and I am your boy Haas. And this week, we welcome Phil Terrell, who is one of the founders of SoulSafe. And we talk about SoulSafe on this episode. He breaks down what the aspirations he has for his insurance company that is here to help us sneakerheads. So, it's a really cool and insightful episode. We're definitely going to be jumping into it shortly because we do go in depth about sneakers, collecting, and what it is to insure your sneakers, which is very dope because I've been talking about sneaker insurance on TikTok, on Instagram, just because it's it it's 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 a it's a uh what you call it? Uh, fumbling over my words. It's something that makes me curious, right? <laughs> I definitely messed this up, but whatever. I'm leaving this in. It's something that makes me extremely curious because, you know, we spend so much money on collecting or, you know, buying sneakers and just having them in the closet. So I was thinking, like, what happens when, you know, God forbid or whoever you believe in forbid that your place burns down or you know, your sneakers fall apart and soul safe. I started doing a little research and soul safe popped up. So I was just like, I would love to have, you know, whoever owns this on an episode. And I was able to get Phil on and it's very cool. I think it's something that people like us who spend a ton of money on something that we enjoy so whole, so whole, wholeheartedly that we should think about what happens when something happens to it. It's basically like a car, basically like, you know, a house. We put in all this money into it. And we have to have some sort of, you know, safety net for when something goes wrong. And I did my little due diligence and Phil popped up was and was down to jump on an episode. So it's very fun. I think... This is very insightful episode in terms of just like insurance, in terms of how he started collecting, what sneakers meant to him. And, you know, I have have nothing more I can add on to this intro because he's going to talk about all of this when we jump into the episode shortly. So on to where you can find Phil. Well, you can find Phil and safe soul safe on instagram all socials at at soul s-o-l-e safe at s-a-f-e co uh and i'm gonna put in the all the information that you need in the description of this podcast if you're watching this the please the description is going to be in the podcast description or the, the episode description as well on youtube so check that out. Sign up. I, he's going to add a little uh, drop down on there. Where we'll say, where did you learn about Soul Safe? And if you select my first kicks, it'll be very cool to see that some people found this episode helpful, jumped into it. It's very cool. It was very cool. He sent me a he sent me a, a hoodie. You'll be seeing me wearing it in a couple episodes. So shout out to him. Shout out to Soul Safe. And you know where to find me. I am your boy who is Haas on all social media. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't left a review or you haven't shared the episode on your Instagram, please do this. Please, please, please. I would love to spread the word of this podcast. Love to spread the stories that we have told on here. And get some more listeners on the, I don't know what to call this universe. The, my kickerverse. I don't know. My first kickerverse. My first universe. I don't know. If we ever get to that point where we have to name the audience, please, I'll, I'll feel extremely blessed. Uh, don't forget, the video for this will drop on Tuesday. If you're listening to this and you want to see more, 
I have to go through the episode. Um, this was so just for some context and you're listening to this and you see that like some inconsistencies in the episode. If I'm not able to get a high quality video, I will not be doing actual real editing. But if I get am I if I'm able to get high quality video, you will be seeing me take my time. So please, 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 please subscribe. I post TikToks that I post on TikTok on YouTube. So you'll get those shorts. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, Instagram, my first kicks pod. If you have a my first kick story, send that to my first kicks pod at gmail.com. And on to this week's guest, Phil Terrell. Hey, Phil, welcome to the podcast. Man, appreciate you for having me. No, man, I had to reach out, you know. Um, I don't know if you follow me on TikTok. I'm yeah. not sure, but but I, uh, I I put out a TikTok about, you know, sneaker insurance and, and if there is sneaker insurance and then... The algorithm blessed me on Instagram with you. Like, with we, heard, we heard what you were saying. We heard <laughs> so I was just like, yo, let me hit a, hit you up and see what's po- what, like if you're able to jump on. Uh, well, I was just like, who can I talk to at SoulSafe about, yeah. <laughs> about this? And you, then, you about to hear it straight from the source. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, it's very dope. Um, but for people who aren't familiar with you and SoulSafe, can you introduce yourself and, you know, plug your plug, plug it at the top? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, so I'm Phil. Um, friends call me PT. People that know me, uh, I'm the founder CEO of a of a hopefully a dope startup for the sneaker community that um, ultimately offers insurance, but really the idea of protecting what people love. And so, um, you know, I started the company actually three years ago, and I've been deeply trying to make sure that the product was intentionally created uh, for the community, for the culture, and you know, not just another insurance product that slapped the policy together and said we cover stuff right mm-hmm. um, you know i wanted it to be for sneaker collectors sneaker community by somebody who is from the same community and so that that's what we did right and so i know we'll get into some of the, the nitty-gritty of it all but um that's me yeah i'm i'm in an actual sneaker room that people, <laughs> a lot of people are like is that wallpaper um no it's not the wallpaper right like i can touch the wall <laughs> i mean like, you know, Open the containers, you know. Uh, when, when when you pulled up, I was just like, "Oh man!" Like, because <laughs> I'm yeah. always like, I don't, I don't have the sneaker wall, and I, and you know, like, I'm such a big fan of boxes that yeah. I don't think I could do a sneaker wall because, like, the most I'll do, like, I've had, I've had a previous guest Fresco on, and Fresco, um, he's 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 literally his background is just sneaker boxes that are leaning; they're all just yeah. leaning. Yeah, like. Over there is like a whole thing full of sneaker boxes. Like, can't it's I don't know. It's weird because at first, like, I wasn't into the container thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, the boxes! I gotta keep them in the boxes." And you know, this whole thing. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, this is like there's so many too, right?" And mm-hmm. so then you start to be like, "What?" Well, and some of the boxes, like, I don't care what people say, like, like a Jordan One box, like the black and red one. Yo, if you got a lot of them, they. They all look the same, which I know like people put the little pictures on. I'm like, ah, I'm good. And then I started getting like, I was like the containers. It looks good. The aesthetic is nice. You know, it's, it's kind of like art It's colorful, you know, so anyway, so. No, like, yeah, that that's, uh, I think that's, I think that like when I guess I want to say that sneakers became more internet that like these boxes yeah, yeah. started popping up. They started popping up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were like, oh, that shit makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, people just started buying into it. I mean, like, I remember back like before um container store started making those boxes yeah. that like people were just like, Oh yeah, you know, I just put them in like IKEA things and just yeah, like no, for real. Yeah. It was like little target joints, like Walmart. Like you can get these all these little bins. You're like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow, that that is actually like more practical. Right. <laughs> you know, God, I made a box for the shoes. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week at the beginning of the show. And yeah. that is what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Yeah, well, it's it's crazy because my first pair is actually a Jordan 5 Fire Red uh, Silver Tone. I still have the 
size is like size one. So I mean, like I have like an OG OG mm-hmm. size. I think that's the shoe that whether I knew it or not started the whole love for sneakers. You know, thirty two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I still have the tin can boxes from a store over in North Minneapolis, where I'm from, uh, Freedman's, mom and pop type vibe. You go in there, there's all kinds of kicks. All mm-hmm. you know, it's the whole thing. Uh, so that that's always like my grail pair, right? Like I'm actually on the hunt right now for like a pristine pair of that I I could try to maybe wear. I doubt that it'll happen for real. From from nineteen ninety, yeah. From nine, I want like a pair from ninety. It's more, you know, it's one of those grills where you're like, you know, you're on a hunt for something mm-hmm. less because of like no nobody's probably no one else probably is out looking for this pair right now. Mm-hmm. Probably like, why why would the dude want that? You know, but like all all fives, like I have a, a love for fives. I was born on the eleventh, so I love elevens mm-hmm. because I'm a Midwest kid. Like I love Jordans, you know, so it's that's my first pair though, Jordan Five Fire Red. So yeah, let me let me give a listeners a little rundown of the Air Jordan 5 OG Fire Red from 1990. Uh, Over the course of the 1989-1990 NBA season, Michael Jordan put up numbers that separated him from his peers, likening his ruthless style to American World War II fighter jets. Nike designer Tinker Hatfield stamped the shark tooth graphic on Jumpman's fifth Air Jordan sneaker. On, I feel like sometimes goat just has like these weird. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it sounds so proper. It's like, yeah. Yeah, what, what did they do, bro? <laughs> First released in 1990, the fire red model represents one of the f- shoes four OG colorways. The Air Jordan Five gained further recognition from the original. It's gotta be the shoes commercials. A it's Nike campaign. campaign. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> Yeah, Nike campaign campaign funded by Barnes Blackman, Spike Spike Lee's character from the 1986 movie. She's got to have it. So yeah, That's I'm mad because yeah. like usually I read this and it gives like the color so that people can envision it. But yeah. I mean, at this point, just start googling stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is when you see. It. People are probably gonna go look at the commercial. It's like it's got to be the shoes. You yeah, know? yo, that that commercial, man. I wish I was alive for that because like that that's just oh, a oh moment. yeah that was just I felt like that was just like a moment where you'd be like oh snap like that's like that because like for me uh yeah. my original Nike commercial beside well my original basketball sneaker commercial is the grandmama Larry Johnson okay. commercial yeah, that's yeah. my I got um, you <laughs> but, <Okay. laughs> but but um the the Nike basketball commercial with the basketballs the yeah was that Jason Williams or my trip was it was it Jason Williams in there I think he had to be in there I feel like at that time yeah yeah but I know it was like a bunch of like street ballers because they were trying to compete with and one and one yeah yeah and so like no one's fellow champion you know I saw who he is just let it go. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, that commercial is just like, oh yeah, and then that's immediately I was like, okay, I gotta go back. I gotta buy some like flight posits or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, I, I can, I, I'm gonna have better hands. Like, I'm gonna be better. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> uh, so you said you were from Minneapolis. What's like the sneaker scene there? Because I, you're literally the first person from Minneapolis. <laughs> so now I need to, I need to know. Is there? It, it, I feel like there isn't a sneaker scene because it's nothing but snow there. It's about like it, it, all the time. Today. It snows today. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think our our sneaker culture is probably a little different than you know probably other bigger cities in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the L.A., Houston, Atlanta, D.C. You know, even Chicago, right? Like being so close, mm-hmm. even Detroit. I would say it's like really small, really sort of like niche in the niche, you know, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, we have a couple of stores. One of the stores I'm like really close to would be like Studio 23. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're like in the, a lot of the like neighborhood campaigns with Nike. Um, you know, they have a few other accounts, but like it's dope to see like a a store like in Minneapolis, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe get like a Tiffany release, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've alluded to that, like, which is interesting. But it's like, you know, the reason why I'm thinking of like those kinds of drops is because like you don't associate like you just did. Right. You don't associate sneakers and Minneapolis mm-hmm. to together. Right. Most people like know Minneapolis maybe because of music. Yeah. Right. With like Prince. Right. Like that's it. 
Right. It's like, okay. And <laughs> all I know is like Prince, Green Bay, and cheese. Yeah. So, right. Like, <laughs> yo, that's a whole other state. <laughs> you know, so like, that's even worse. Like, you know, but. Uh, Wait, I'm say, confusing it. I'm confusing it. Yeah. Minneapolis. Yo, Bay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Vikings, because I was already in my head talking of thinking about Dante Culpepper, and I, my oh, yeah, bad. That's, that's Dante, yeah. Randy Moss. We were yeah, 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 yeah. That was a whole era. But well, I mean, Randy, Randy had a shoe, right? Or he, yeah, or he played but, in like, uh, yeah. yeah. But he's a hooper too, though. So it's mm-hmm. like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, I was back to your question. Like, it's, it's an interesting space to be in sneakers. Let alone like, you know, a lot of people. Um, yeah, they just don't associate it to sneakers in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's dope though, right? I think it's an emerging space around that. Mm-hmm. Um, the environment around here, this community is super diverse, right? So you have people from all over, different ethnic communities in the in the cities too. So I think it's starting to bring different styles with sneakers. You're starting to see more sneaker stores pop up, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. both like retail and you know on the resale side. So um, we'll we'll see how the maturation process goes, but. <laughs> Uh, I think we got some. I think we got some time before we're a, a you know a city that has like a a staple, so to speak. But no, yeah, I mean, I think you, you which is interesting because especially since you, you're introducing yeah. an app that helps all this, right? So <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, you're you're gonna be like part of the foundation of. I guess yeah. the sneaker scene, because as you as you get this stuff more out, it becomes more accessible, right? 100%. And then you talk into these stores, and these stores are just like, yeah, hold an event, you know, bring your oh, sneaker fair. wall, yeah. So yeah, bring, bring all your, <laughs> bring it, bring it all, bring it all. So, it, it's dope though, you know. It's like on the on that front, it's cool because it's like I get to sort of expand the the reach, you know, from hopefully over time of what we do, because we're gonna end up people that buy insurance or, you know, rock with the app or whatever it is, you know, or even that I meet, right? Like you're not, you're not in Minnesota, you're not even close. Right. Mm-hmm. But now you get to hear about it. People that, you know, follow you, listen to listen to the podcast. They'll be like, Minnesota. Cool. Like, where is that even at on the map? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's cool. I mean, obviously I confused it. So. If you get close, it's good. We got, that means we got some work to do. But I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you, know, you hit Wisconsin. I'm like, yo, we're so close. <laughs> That's like, but I'm, I'm like, I'm, doesn't Minnesota do that food fair? Huh? The uh, we have a big. Um, it's like a state, uh, state fair. Yeah, the state fair. I've, yeah, I I want to go to it. Yeah. Oh, come yeah, I know. I know. Fried Oreos. Isn't the, don't you guys? Don't you guys have that cookie? It's like a cookie that that like it's like a bucket of cookies. A bucket of cookies. Yeah. Was, uh, I want to say Sweet Martha's, but it's not. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna, be, you're gonna be at the fair, like yo. We do insurance. Yeah. Man, <laughs> hey, you drop these cookies flat out on those sneakers. So some corn dogs, that's all, it's all on there. So like, what was high school? Like, what were you like? Were you, were you always in the freshest J's? Cause I, I think you're from, from, I mean, I'm looking at the right side and the right side had, well, your left is, I see Air Maxes. So were you, I'm like, I, I said, your Jordan is your first shoe. So like, were you just Jordans straight I, up? I, well, well, I, because I hoped like I had like phone, Posits, flight mm-hmm. posits, Barclays, you know, like Duncan, you know, like I just had all the, I even had, well, back then I had, I even had feelers. I love Grand Hill, which mm-hmm. is weird. Um, Cause I'm a, that's a whole other conversation. I'm actually a Tar Heel fan, but I really like, I really like Grand Hill, right? Um, You're a Tar Heel fan because of Jordan? I'm a Tar Heel fan because of Jordan. <laughs> and then it evolved uh-huh. over time, right? You know, with like Sean May, you know, Felton, you know, it was like, you know, Rashad McCants, like that was the squad, right? Like, so anyway, um, yeah, we can talk about the Tar Heels a lot, <laughs> right? But yeah, in high school, man, I had all kinds of shoes, right? And then um, because I think for me, like I even had like, I lived in Maryland for a few years. So mm-hmm. um, like my early years in high school, freshman, sophomore years, I was in Maryland. And so like I was exposed to the DC, like DMV sneaker culture, which was obviously like Foams, Barclays, 
and Diodorus, mm-hmm. right? And so I was actually like, I had a lot of Diodorus, so like every color probably. Of, I didn't, and I wasn't as deep in the J's at that time, just because I think what I was exposed to, I was like, oh, that's hot. I need to, I want to wear those too. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when I came back to Minnesota, it was like, people were like, what are those? And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what? you know, like, y'all don't know about this, uh-huh. right? Like, you know, people were talking about the bacon's coming out. I'm like, I was asking somebody else. I was like, you know, I was like, I got old bacon's, right? Like, <laughs> you talking about like the Supreme ones are cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got like J Kid sneakers, like, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like the, you know, but Minnesota, they're like, yo, no, <laughs> like the only and the only people that knew about sneakers for real were people that hoop. Mm-hmm. Right, whether it was like Team Jordans or like you know Team Nikes, like I remember, like we had like Team Lebrons at with like the I can't remember. I don't know if it's the Zoom Generations. It's like the I don't not the Zoom Generations. That it was. What's the second one? With I think it was the second one. It was like the little wavy, um, like also it was Mm, with the strap on it. It's I don't have those anymore. Look, look. It's I don't know if it's the second or third one. Like I'm not like totally deep in Lebron sneakers. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have one in twenty. I got them South Beach though. That's two. Everybody, I mean, everybody was going yeah. crazy for those damn South Beaches. Yeah, I was like, yo, some. Wait, what year would you say what that is? Like tw- that would have been. That would have been like oh seven. 2007 man i'll be thinking lebron has only been in this year, this league. Well, I mean, uh, he's his first year. Yeah. Um, the time, I think, is catching up. LeBron fours, the fours. Are, are they black, white, and red? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a little wave looking to him. He's got the wave with like the yeah. lines on the yeah, outsole. Yeah. Fours, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those those were like shoes, like my junior year, senior year, high school. Those were like what we were hooping in. I was like, these are the heaviest shoes known to man, right? Like they look mad heavy. Yo, I was like, this, this no jump shots happening with these ones. <laughs> Right, unless you got crazy calves in our LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, that was kind of how it started on the on like starting to see like other types of sneakers beyond like Jays. Um, and so I started to get a little bit more diverse in into the collection. Air Maxes, you know, I love Air Max ones. Like I, this whole situation over here is Air Max one. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, shout out Air Max month. Love them to death. Can't mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it is Air Max one, huh? <laughs> Man, February went by like that. Yeah, it's, it's gone. <laughs> it's a wrap. I was like, oh, no, twenty nine this year. I got um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of how I shaped out in high school and in college. It's crazy because I was doing like the reselling um, stuff. I went to historically black college, Tuskegee, right? And mm-hmm. down there, it's like I started to see like southern influences of sneakers, like people from Houston, Atlanta. Um, even starting to see people that came from like LA, Oregon, mm-hmm. Washington to to school, um, and I was like, man, what? Is, like, this is crazy. It's like a little melting pot of all kinds of sneaker culture. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the kids, like the folks from like the DMV. I was like, yeah, like yeah, these are my people right here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Right. And a lot of those cats had like New Balances on, mm-hmm. you know, only like, and I was like, yo, I don't. I'm not there yet. Like I'm and I literally people that know me like know like I probably literally just like I think I had new balances like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But like now like new newer new balances, like the newer sort of iterations of that, like Joe Fresh Goods, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Slayhe and all that. Like I, I never was into it. I just cause I I'm such a loyalist almost. Right. You know, I mean that's like, what we grow up. That's what we grew know, up on, so, you know. Uh, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, homies that work at at Adidas, I'm like, I can't. I I really can't. Like, I'm really trying. I can't. Like, I can't even hit checkout. Like, I can't do it. (laughs) It's, it's, it's definitely like you don't want to get made. Like, it's crazy because you think about it, you'd be like, you people, you you're, you're you at one point in your life you did not dress for yourself. You dressed to just I stay. Yeah, you just 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 stay, to, stay current. Yeah, exactly. And and. The idea of just being like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to wear. I don't want nobody calling me out for for wearing not wearing Nike. So I'm never going to yeah, not wear Nike. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Yo, I'll wear any type of Nike. Mm-hmm. Like I'll even wear some Air Monarchs. Like I don't <laughs> care. I was like, I just can't do it. Right. Until recently. Right. Like literally 
the first pair of New Balances I bought in, in my adult time were the Soleil he sand be the time, right? Like that, that, and they're, I mean, mad, and they're mad comfortable. Like mm-hmm. I swear, I swear to goodness, I was like, I've been missing out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I've been asleep. I'm like, I was, I'll swap some of these Nikes out. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. <laughs> Yo, man, hey, man. I was like, I got an extra pair of these lost and found. Somebody can try out. I mean, if you, if you were size 13, let me know, bro. Immediately, bro. <laughs> like, immediately. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm. What I'm, what I'm noticing now, and I, what I think I appreciate now, is I mean, like you've named a couple, but like black designers getting into, yeah, just yeah, getting yeah. into like pushing new, new balances and like, like it, it, and and may and pushing it, pushing out that like stereotype of like, oh nah, you know, you got to be only on you got only oh, Nike heads. I wear chains to yeah. excite the feds. Like you know, like yeah. you got yeah. So I think that like you know, because like my one of one of the cops I wanted to get this year was the Brick and Woods, and they're still doing another raffle. But like, mm-hmm. shout out to to Casey Lynch and and that team over there. Like they that like a black storefront, you know, black designer. Like I, because yeah. to me. Uh-huh. I mean, my bad. I mean to cut you off, but yeah, to 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 me, it, like Nike has always had that like mix of like, okay, we're going, we got we got white person, we got black person, we got Spanish person, yeah, yeah. But like, I always felt like New Balance was just like, nah, we don't we don't do none of that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. No, no, for real. And I I don't know if it was it was it's weird how we like even culturally like sometimes create the the illusion that like. Like at least for me, it was like New Balance was like for the dad that's going running. Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't for like somebody who was like with it, like that had like some flavor to him, was fresh. Like it wasn't. I didn't correlate those things to uh-huh. me, right? And that that was probably because where I'm from, right? Midwest is like yo, know, and, and I get it. Like like Joe Fresh, like that's dope. Now it's like that. Now that connection has been made, uh-huh. right? Whereas it's like for me, it's like yo, Chicago didn't mean nothing about New Balance. No, yeah. Chicago is Jumpman, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, no, nah, which Jumpman equals Nike, right? So it's like everything else is out, right? And so I think that's, to, to your point, right, designers across a lot of brands, like, you know, like it's cool to see you, like New Balance, you know, those are bigger brands. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of like smaller brands, right, that new designers that we don't even know about. Yeah. Right, that just like us and we... You know, hopefully I hear about it one day so I could like, you know, spend four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars on that sneaker. Yeah, I think I think that we are definitely getting more into that. Like, you know, Saucony does some stuff like that. Um, I think hopefully we see more of it. I think I think the 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 openness of being the openness of being a sneakerhead of like, all right, now I can cop other stuff. Like I don't have to, it's like, it's, I, it, it's like diversifying, <laughs> diversifying your palate. Yeah, you know? exactly. I was going to say, I was going to say like, it's like when you suck in your stomach because that, that yeah. girl, <laughs> that girl passed it through. And now <laughs> and you're then, like, <laughs> you're like, Yo, I almost, I almost killed myself. <laughs> Yo, that's, nah. that, that's what it's like to be a sneakerhead before. Like, I think it, I think it was just like, Oh, I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that. Uh, that fit off or whatever. And now it's just like, now nah, I want to get these because I like the person that designed it. I think that's like, that's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And then you you know, you tie that back to like, man, we invest so much of our time, energy, um, space mm-hmm. to try to either get a shoe, learn about a shoe, connect to the story, to the designer, to the brand. Like, you know, this be it consumes you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so. You might as well like if you're gonna spend that much time, you might as well enjoy what you what you wear, like what whatever that is. Like you're spending too much money to give to give a shit. <laughs> it's like oh, wear whatever I want. No, yeah. So so like going to a historic historically black college, I mean I, I wasn't like I would I would have loved to go to one to be honest. I didn't go. I went to I went to homecoming exists every year. You, you can come with me. <laughs> I'll be I'll be like, who's this dude? He never been here. My guy. Homecoming. Um but yeah, I went to school. I'm from New York, so like I went to I went to a, a city school because if you lie on it, I mean hopefully they don't listen to this. If you lie on it. 
I went to school for free. I ain't got no debt. So, <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I'm debt free now, but it was for free. <laughs> you know, I know, I know who Sally May is. <laughs> yeah, for real. She, 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 whoever Sally May is, she know who everybody is. She is the biggest man. She's the biggest. <laughs> um, but like, what was? What was it like? Because I feel like that's like swag to infinity on there, or I don't know if swag is a relevant term right now, term right I, now. But I, I take it. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, that experience, man. Honestly, especially coming from from Minneapolis, right? Like Minneapolis, diverse, but like for from the historically black context, like mm-hmm. all the black people here know each other. <laughs> like that's you know wild. That means, that's right? wild. Like, that's wild. You know, like you know, like the Italians got like the five families, mm-hmm. you know, like. So do the black people in the Twin Cities. It feels like that, right? It's like, it's the five families, you know? Uh, and there might be, like, other names, right? But it's like, it all started with these five families. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, then going to down south, it's like, you. it's weird how you can have culture shock within your own culture, right? Like, so it's like, for me, like, being black, going to, to, going to a black school, I was like, damn, like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is black, black. Like, <laughs> no, this is black. Y'all all black. <laughs> you know? Like, this is this is fire, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like excellence on a thousand. And then like swag on like a million trillion, you know, it's like, Oh, you, you gonna go broke being fresh at a black school. <laughs> like, you know, you gonna try to get that refund check. Like you're going to do anything it takes to, to be fresh. Like that stipend. You're like, yo, like, you gonna figure it out, get a work study job. I don't know what you're going to do. But like, seriously, like it was, it was cool. So it was like, you know, being able to see, you know, it's like going to a fashion week every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are like, I'm going to Milan, I'm going to Paris. I'm like, yo, I did that already. Like, <laughs> I did it in, in a country town in Alabama, <laughs> you know, for four years. I was like, I saw everybody, people from London, Africa, like, you know, Australia, mm-hmm. Canada, like across the U.S., all in one place. Right. And whatever they wanted all day, every day. And it was super fly. And I was mm. like, cool. And then you see it at all like other schools, and you're like, oh man, I thought, I thought we were like kind of unique. It's like, oh no, this is like the HBCU like way almost. Like it's like fresh or nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, y'all, this is go broke or nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, and then you see the people out in the world now, and you're like, yeah, okay. I see, I see what it is. Like we're all just mirrors of each other, you mm-hmm. know, like being super dope, doing dope stuff. And we just happen to like, want to make sure we look really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the process, so. <laughs> so you were, you were saying you're a reselling during this time. So like, what was that? Yeah, like? I didn't know I was doing it though. Like I was like, cause I was always like, it's funny. I remember when I moved into my freshman dorm, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, my mom was like, yo, uh, where are your clothes? I'm like, ah, I got enough clothes. I need it. Cause you know, you only got but so much room. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and I ended up, you know, you have half of a room. So, you know, I, I benefited because at that time, my roommate was from Minneapolis. We were high school friends. So he oh, nice. Yeah. Worked out. He already knew what time it was. I was like, hey, bro, like, I'm probably going to eat up some of your closet. You know what I'm saying? So I had my closet, his closet. It was just shoes, like, everywhere. And people <laughs> would be like, yo, like, what is happening in here? And it was just because I had a lot of shoes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was trying to resell them. But then, like, I would be seeing, you know, because we lived in a remote place. Right. I would be like, well, y'all, like people see me wearing sneakers and they're like, where'd you get those at? And or whatever. I'm like, oh, bro, like I, I'll sell them to you, bro. No problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or I got this other pair, these other pairs, you know, like, or what are you looking for? You know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like trying to be like the biggest like sneaker hustler on campus. Like I was quietly like doing it like more like organically, though. Like if I come across you or you came across me or you were in the shoes, I knew you were in the shoes. Like it would transactions would just be occurring. Mm hmm. Right. I remember I sold my copper phones. Devastating. Devastating. Like, and I think, because I'm thinking about it now, right? I'm like, yeah. oh, no. I'm like, no. And then they re-released and I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but why'd, why'd you sell them? It just made sense in the moment, right? You know, I'm just like, oh, yo, whatever. You know, I'm going to get, because I'm like, I'll get these and I'll go get something else. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking of it as I'm gonna flip these and go, you know, like I'm a, I'm a reseller. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't into it for the profit. I was like, okay, a deal can get made. I need, I want the money to go to something else. Sure. Whatever. 
Right. And then I fast forward, fast forward time to today. Right. You're like, this is on steroids. Yeah. Like, it's for like, real. like whole marketplace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the middle of like nowhere, you know, with hundred pair of sneakers in a, in a dorm room, you know, selling them here and there. And, you know, just. I don't know. How did you move back then? Or how'd you move to the, your next spot? If you had a, like, what was that plan like? What do you mean? <laughs> like my, my next dorm? No, because like, if you have a hundred pairs of sneakers in a it's dorm. Not, oh, yeah. man, it's, it's, it's a, well, cause the, the closet is like, you know, like if you little standard 32, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, so I'm just, in that time, there's no containers. Like, it's just like boxes, you know, it's like for real, like smashing shit in the closet. Like, whatever mm-hmm. or it's in like they have these little desks and you have like a shelf and i'm like you know on the shelf under my desk like they're everywhere so then moving is like it's like the cloak of night right <laughs> <laughs> you know like when i had to move into my next dorm room like it was like yo they're like it's time to move move out i was like okay mom so this is the plan i was like you gotta come and <laughs> like just park your you know leave the car I got it figured out from here out. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I got to move this, and I'm gonna have these blankets. I got to cover up your car. She didn't have the tent. Like I, I had five percent tent. You know, like it was, <laughs> it was the whole thing. It was the whole thing. I had a little Suzuki truck. I love that truck, man. It was perfect. I had a little hatchback, uh-huh. so I could seize down, and it oh, yeah. was perfect. It was like the perfect situation, and I would just five percent tent it, throw them in there at night. Boom. My other guy, man, it's a whole. It all. It was like a whole. Master plan, right? It was like, like an operation. It's not like you're moving drugs, like, bro. It's like, like, like 18 years old. Like, like what, what, what am I doing? Right. But it, it was more like I didn't want to, nobody to know I had all these shoes. Yeah. They knew I probably had a lot of shoes because like I was wearing different shoes every day. Mm-hmm. But the point was like, they know where you live at, bro. It's like fucking like do- dormitories, right? Um, And then I moved off campus, right? So that's oh, when yeah. it all, then it was like, it was love. I was like, the only person that knew what was going on was my roommate. <laughs> like that. That, that, that's it. <laughs> no, my shorty. That was, that was it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, in the middle. You, yeah, for real. I was going to say, like, how were you just like. It was like, shady back then, though. So <laughs> it was like, yo, what is this? So then I had a new plan. Mm-hmm. I would have the shoes because, you know, Atlanta's more mature, right? Packages going in and out of a place is more natural uh-huh. than, you know, seeing a box like that in Tuskegee, right? Small thing, like, I'll call, I'll just leave it at that. And so I instead <laughs> would have shoes get shipped to my mom's crib. Uh-huh. Then I would, when I go home, get them, bring them back, right? So then uh-huh. no one, no one ever knew, right? And it's kind of funny because I do that same thing now. All my sneakers go to a P.O. box and then, so it's like I'm doing it. I'm doing it now, and I don't know I'm doing it. Right? <laughs> so it's like the behaviors have all stayed the same. Which is, I'm like, man, wow, like I, I got a problem. <laughs> I got coming up with these like schemes to make yeah. sure I get a package. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I mean, probably shouldn't say it out loud because it's my like UPS FedEx people are listening. They're gonna know what the fuck's going on. I mean, you um, it's just. I don't know. I honestly, this is the first time I've ever heard something like this. So yeah, I can't even. <laughs> I think it's I think it's definitely like you. You don't want it to come to your house. You want to still go to it. I think that's that's yes. what you, because. Yeah. yeah. I don't want it to come to me. <laughs> no, because is, I, I've already had it. Ha- you know, we've all had it happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And I, I know where I live at, right? Like, I'm not saying I live in, like, Beverly Hills. I live in the city, right? So mm-hmm. no matter what, right? Like, people aren't crazy, right? And you get the right person, it's a wrap. It's over with. Ring, I don't care what people say. They're like, I got ring. I'm like, ring did not stop them from taking it. So, oh, man. so that doesn't mean anything. Ring just means you recorded your own robbery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's it. You know, so I have you know, knock on whatever, have had a good situation going. So I don't I don't intend to break that situation. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I I'm definitely just like just send it to my house. But I also live in an apartment building. So it's just like 
<laughs> I'm not paying. I'm not paying for a PO box. Maybe, maybe when this podcast gets bigger, I'll pay for a PO it's box. Gonna blow up. Yeah, you don't have a PO box. I can guarantee it. Then I'll be like, just throw the sneakers in there. It's fine. Yeah, just just, that's what I do. They got, I got two pair in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. I made. I made such a bad mistake this week. All right. So far, I'm gonna tell you. You bought some shoes. Yes. So a great situation. Hold on. All right. (laughs) I, uh, so I'm gonna just preface this off. This has not been my week. All right. So I'm recording this the first week. We're recording this the first week of March. This has not been my week. All right. Uh, I can't go see JID and Smino on Friday (laughs) because tickets are extremely expensive right now. Resellers want $150 for a ticket. So I'm like, I can't go to that. Right. Today, they lost all drop tickets just to go see them, uh, and I struck out on those as well. So, <laughs> right now. yeah. So I won the opportunity to buy the Amal Maneers. Well, as previous guest Rob Hayes, who is from Atlanta, told says Amal Maneries. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, all right. I- that must that must be for the more cultured people. <laughs> I say I'm on Manier too. Is that yeah, right? I say I'm on Manier too. But but so I got the I was able to I'm on the Discord and I won the chance to buy the white pair of the twelves. So, so this is when the good news kicks in. Right, exactly. Right. So hyped. I get my invoice. Right. Fill well, it out. I hit I hit send. Boom. W. Shipping address is to the former co-host of this podcast. <laughs> Iffy, and he lives in LA, and I live in New York City. <laughs> I'm laughing with you, not at you, though. But you, you are gonna get the shoes, hopefully, because he has a pair of shoes from last year he hasn't sent me. Oh, so it's so you get them some shoes. That's all good. <laughs> That's good karma, man. That's gonna come back tenfold. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, I think the only way I'll be getting them is if I go over there and get them. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Might have to go to LA. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to go to LA. But we'll see. Hopefully, he will send it to me. I know he's gonna send me a video. I already see it because I tested him, and I was just like, "Listen, I accidentally sent them to your house," and he just like, he said, he said, he responds, he responded back to me. I'll let you know if I don't see him. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> if I don't see him, it's like, bro, I can track him. I know you got him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your signature right here. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I need a PO box just because I did this to myself. This <laughs> a lot of problems. Yeah. Like I have a lot of anxiety about stuff. Like, yeah. no matter where I check out, every account gets the same address. Mm-hmm. No, nothing, nothing. Like, you could send me something and send it right to that PO box. Yeah. I mean, when you asked me for my address, I was just like. And it also is that I really don't need everybody to know where I live at. Yeah. Because now everybody know where I live at. They might, you know. I got a wife and a dog to protect here, man. You mm-hmm. can't be coming after these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, what was your inspiration I to start? <laughs> I was gonna say, what was your inspiration to start Soul Safe? Like, was yeah. there a moment in time that just like there were a couple? Uh, yeah. actually, but so there were like a few happened in close proximity to each other, which mm-hmm. I was like, you know, maybe I'm in the right place at the right time. Um, one was I was insuring my wife's engagement ring three years mm-hmm. ago, and aside from like buying a house car, like a single item for me, aside from sneakers, this is probably like. You know, I've never been like a big jewelry guy. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this is the most expensive like single item that I bought for someone else. Not mm-hmm. alone for me, but for someone else. And I was like, okay. You know, so I had a lot of questions about insurance. I was like, so what happens? Like, you know, y'all gonna pay me back? Like, if it slipped down the drain, she just loses it. It gets stolen. Like, I had all these questions, right? Um, questions I don't typically have for like insuring my car, right? Mm-hmm. I don't ask questions. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Right. I know what I'm covered for. Some stuff I don't, I'm covered for. Um, so that happened. And when I was talking to my agent, though, I happened to ask her about my sneaker collection because one, I had already had a collection, but we, the house that we bought to flip, mm-hmm. there were about 10 or 12 pair of like original Jordans, like in boxes, you know, a little, not, not, not taken care of, like 
this house was like basically abandoned. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, for me, I'm like, oh, like, I don't care. These are 88 threes, right? Like, wait, they were in the house? In the house. That's what I'm saying. I'm like with the boxes. So I'm like, oh, this is the greatest day ever, right? Yeah. For me. I'm like 88 threes, 92 Barcelona sevens. I'm like, you know, charcoal nines, olive nine. Wow. I was like, this playoff eights. I was like, it, this is great. Aqua eights. I was like, this is fantastic. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what a great day, you know? Um, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm I must be in the right house then. Like, that's a sign. Yeah. Um, and then months later, our basement floods. Oh. That's my sneakers are in the basement. Oh no. Problem, right? So because I'm thinking like there's nowhere else for these shoes to go. And then I'm like, I'm like negotiating with my wife. I'm like, what do we say first? I'm like, well, I'm saving the shoes. So like I gotta go. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, granted, they're all in these containers, right? But it's like there's some boxes, like the regular boxes in there. So, like this flooding thing was like enough for me to be like all combined to be like, yeah, we're in the right space at the right time with an idea that's a little crazy. Cause my agent it's like, yeah, we don't insure sneakers the way you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm definitely not covering you for flood. Right. Um, and I was asking, like, well, what if I wear my sneakers? Like, can you, you know, she's like, I was like, what if the heel fell off tomorrow? Like while I was walking, like, you know, I'm at, like giving her all these random examples. And she's mm-hmm. like, yo, what? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not a coverage that exists. You know? Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. So I went out and looked at other, you know, products in the market so i looked at aig right they did couture insurance mm-hmm. for handbags so i was like okay we're getting close um the difference for them is like you got to be a high net worth individual so i'm thinking even if i was a high net worth individual now i have to maybe migrate all of my stuff to aig i'm like i just want to insure my sneakers mm-hmm. right i want a standalone policy with very fr- little friction to do that and then you know okay let me go back to other collectibles well it's like they're thinking their memorabilia I'm like, well, so I'm not, I can't wear them. You can't wear so them, have, yeah. Right, so now I can't wear them. So I'm like, well, this, so where where do I fall at here? So I'm still out of scope. <laughs> and so I said, well, instead of convince like an old archaic industry like insurance that doesn't see sneakers or see the sneaker community the way I do, instead of convince, I'll create. And so that's what I did. No insurance background. So I went out and learned just like everybody else, anybody else would mm-hmm. spend the hours mastering, understanding how we, how would the product work? But then how do we get the coverage to match? Right. Um, and so, you know, I've gone and got licensed and this is like some time now, you know, so it's like, this isn't like some side project of love, right? Like this is like, I'm in deep. Oh yeah. Right? And um, to the point of like, I'm, a licensed adjuster. So it's like, no matter what happens for the soul safe business, when it comes to a customer that gets insured, personally, I can engage them as a founder, which is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I know everything inside and out about the policies because I help create them, right? Even to have a coverage called crumble coverage, right? For that very scenario, right? Of what if the soul fell off when I was walking and it was a shoe that came out two years ago? This technically shouldn't happen. No, two yeah. years I'm actually out of Nike's warranty, mm-hmm. right? So now what do I do? Okay, I can go to a restore and do that. Sure, right? Or maybe I'm like, yo, I'm over it. If I had insurance, done. Okay, I'm, I can get my money back, right? And so I was thinking about all the things that I would want, that I personally would want, <laughs> right? And said, well, let's just go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we went out, we have our un- insurance partners, which is, you know, a, a task, right, to get somebody in the insurance industry to set aside money in a bank, basically, to pay claims and to basically fully underwrite and back an unknown, an unknown product, you know, unlike jewelry or sports memorabilia, something that's already been defined um, for a very niche space like sneakers in the way in which we're saying we want to cover people to wear their sneakers. Mm-hmm. All people are thinking about is this is going to be claims out the yin yang. <laughs> yeah yeah and right and so i'm like i was like maybe i was like but what people that aren't in the sneakers don't understand is no one's wearing their sneakers like what i and i say no one like loosely unless you really are like dicey like that right which okay there's a percentage of us honestly like in the sneaker world i don't care what people say that are grimy mm-hmm. right like that will do that and i was like but a majority of people aren't that really love their sneakers that would buy insurance 
don't intend to go mess them up the deck, the outside. Like people I know, like I avoid trying to have shit happen. Like if I oh, see yeah. a puddle, I see a puddle or anything, I'm like, okay, what's what path can I take? Right? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> even with insurance, right? Like it, I mean, I will feel com- more comfortable now to be like, well, I'm just gonna plow through this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if it's if that's what it meant. But it's like no one has the intentional has the intention to mess up their shoes. Right. Like that defeats the whole purpose of me trying to get the shoe to begin with. Right. Like, you know, and so it's more about having peace of mind while I'm rocking this shoe that if something happened, no matter what it is, I know that so say my insurance is going to look out for me because they are me. Right. There's not going to be the hassle of market value, retail value. Like, mm-hmm. no, nah, it's market value. That's or whatever you or whatever you insured it at, which is like the name your price situation. You know, so it's like thinking of all of the things, at least in the beginning, right, that ideally we capture 80 percent, 90 percent of what people want. The other 10 we can incorporate as we grow with the culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes more synonymous with when I buy a sneaker, I insure it just like I buy a flight. I can buy trip protection. Right. right? They go together. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, you buy a ring, you buy insurance. You buy a car, you buy insurance. You buy anything of value, you insure it, <laughs> right? So yeah. I'm sitting in a six-figure sneaker sneaker room. The one thing in my house that's not insured, technically it is now because I just got soul safe today, mm-hmm. was my sneaker collection. Of all the things that I care about in the house, the one thing I cared most about was the one thing that was uninsured. <laughs> so it's like, it all it doesn't make sense. No, yeah, I've I've been thinking about it too because like I have to get insurance because I own this apartment. So like I have to get insurance, but I've always like, does that include my sneaker collection? And then like doing the research of like, it doesn't, I was just like, so then what happens if like, so say if I have fire insurance, right. And God forbid, you know, knock on wood, uh, my, yeah, my, my whole, my whole apartment burns down, but like, I don't get, my sneakers back like or like i don't get like there there's no monetary value to the sneakers like yeah yeah so and that that was like and that's the question i get all the time like off jump okay phil i buy the insurance what 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 do you cover from fire mold water to theft your dog chewing on it like it getting lost in transit, mm-hmm. it getting lost in your bag, getting checked on an airplane, like all these things that we actually don't do because we're like, oh, like I go to an airport, I don't check any of my sneakers I care about. Mm-hmm. They got to come on the plane. Right? That's why private label and all them brands exist because they know, <laughs> yo, we got to transport our sneakers somewhere. Right? So it all makes sense, right? Yeah. But, but to your like scenario, we'd be like, yo, we may, we may even, depending on the sneakers condition in the fire, we may be able to salvage it mm-hmm. maybe through the restoration process maybe right but otherwise it's like oh your shoes were x value at the time of the claim at the time of the loss oh we already know that because it's on record right and we've been tracking it like that's the whole thing like we've been watching it so we know right who you're gonna get it you're gonna get paid right just like you total your car your your car gets burnt up they cut you a check i mean they take your car and mm-hmm. take it to the salvage yard or whatever uh, but you get made whole, right? Like that's that's what you want. Right? Yeah. You want to be like, "Ooh, I'm made whole," and then I can go rebuild my collection, mm-hmm. right? Or do whatever you want to do, right? Which, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the like, I definitely think that, like, if you're I mean, if you're listening to this and thinking about it, like Grail insurance, like just covering your Grails, just have that like as your start. Uh, that's right. what I like. Me thinking about it, like as I if I would do it or it, it will do it um, is like so. Say if I get my pair because one of my Grails is the Floms, right? That's a fifteen thousand dollars sneaker, right? Yep. Like if I decide to jump in and do that, and then get the insurance on that, that would be like the safest bet. Like, cause a lot of these people now are, are fiending over, you know, what the dunks and like, yeah, how to, yeah it's like, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you, depending on the condition, the size, et cetera, whatever the you know parameters are for you, uh-huh. um, you're going to pay likely two to 3%, if not less than that. Right. And you insure it, you can insure it monthly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or you can pay up front. That's your call. 
right? But whatever, that's it. Something happens to it, you file a claim. <laughs> Depending on whatever the claim is, we either can send it to restoration or we can pay you out. That's your that's your choice. Yeah. And, end of the story right what made you go through like the app route instead of just like because i feel like it's only it's only an app form right now right yes versus what like a website or something yeah so well part of it was because of the photos right it's Mm -hmm. easier for the way you you know we kind of decided was we wanted to give people two functionalities right like most people are on their phones um we're probably apped out and we probably have app fatigue Mm -hmm. but especially sneaker apps. I mean, like if I had to like filter my phone on sneaker apps, it would probably be like half of the phone. Mm-hmm. Right. But the app was the, the easiest way for us to create a way for one people that maybe didn't even want insurance to be able to at least do the value of their sneakers, which, you know, that's kind of a common table stakes thing in any app of that we're kind of focused in. Right. Um, but then the insurance part, it, it also just made it easier, like taking photos, um, you know, doing any sort of function that was related to the insurance a lot easier, right? Like I, after, you know, like for me insuring my collection, once they got added to the, to the app, mm-hmm. I I was able to, I'm able to insure, anyone's able to insure even a big collection in like four screens, right? What? Like wow. You, yeah. Like you select mm-hmm. a plan, you like, there's two plans, you select one. You select if you want crumble covers, the add-on, you can apply it to all the shoes. You select like the the limit, which is something that people that I was, you know, focused on. And some people think their collection is going to go up. Some people, you know, they're like, oh, maybe I, I got a shoe too early. It's going to go down. So uh-huh. you can, you can kind of pick which range you want to start in, you know, plus minus, I think right now it's 10% of value. Um, or you can, depending on like, if you agree with the, like I was saying before, a, a sneakers market value from SoulSafe, well, Cool. You can say, I don't agree. You just literally press a button that says disagree mm-hmm. <laughs> and put in a number, right? You know, it'll go to underwriting to make sure you are sure, right? And otherwise, okay, great. And then you check out. <laughs> like, it's, it's literally like four screens. Yeah. Um, the only, you know, the, the part where people will start to see some friction, which um, is natural, hopefully, is we want to make sure we capture the prior condition or the pre-loss condition of a sneaker. So at some point you got to take photos. Right. And so back to your point about grails, right? Like if that was where you started, which is a great place to start, it won't take you long because we're used to doing it. Mm-hmm. Taking photos required, just like you would do if you wanted to sell them or trade them, you got to mm-hmm. take some picture. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, we asked for the photos. We know that it's a cumbersome part of the process. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so we give people 30 days to do it. And then after that, like if in 30 days, it's like almost like if in 30 days, like if you did the farm, right, if you couldn't take eight photos, nine photos in 30 days, like you never wanted to insure it to begin with. No, oh, yeah. Right. And then after 30 days, we drop your coverage because we're like, the deal is like, we're kind of making a handshake with every customer and be like, look, we already know like this is not the sexy part of this. Right. The unsexy part of the app is taking photos. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Right. And we're working on a way right now, which will probably come out in a couple months of a bulk, a bulk way to import your collection. Right. Like that's so like the front end part is getting your sneakers in the app, if, especially if there's a lot. Right. It's going it's going to take time. Right? Yeah. But the back end part of like getting the insurance is like, all right, we we're kind of like, all right, all we're asking you to do is take the photos, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll, you know, that's just like the trade off. Um, and that's it. No, yeah, I think that's I when I sell when I sell when I because like you know you'll buy sneakers that you'd be like oh I uh, I've just bought them I mean we get into these bad habits of like just buying sneakers because they show up on sneakers yeah, and you're just yeah. like yeah so that whole process of putting a pair of sneakers on goat and they're like give me the bottom give me the top and I'll be like man what the hell they're like I just I just want to yeah. sell these yo <laughs> yo and we and it's crazy because like we. You know, we we um we've had some long conversations about this on our team. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I go back and forth on it, where you know we have insurance people that are, you know, their job is to basically be like, Phil, you're the sneakerhead, whatever you want to call it, but we're the ones that are on the insurance side of this, making sure both both sides are protected, the customer and sole side, right? And so to do that properly, 
we need some form, tangible form to know like proof of ownership, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and they're like, well, you wanted eight photos. Maybe the customers end up telling us, hey, look, three is good, right? Like whatever those three were, right? Households, mm-hmm. like, toe box, heels, some shit, right? The tag, whatever you want, like maybe make it three, four, right? Not eight, nine photos, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, hey, man, maybe the, co- maybe the community will tell us like, yo, I'm good with the three and I might be good with it. And I was like, but you know, the community has to also help us learn which what is easiest. Yeah. It also protects both sides, right? Because at the same time, it would be hard to underwrite and assure a shoe that we've never seen. Right. Right. So, <laughs> right. You know, and if you say it's dead stock when you insure it, and it could have it could have never been dead stock, right? Yeah, so exactly. like you know, you play out the, you know, which also kind of alludes and illustrates to people like this wasn't some fly by night. We're going to do insurance. It's like, no, we really spent years almost like mm-hmm. curating and being really intentional about how we thought about every step of the way. And, you know, that's just one of them where it's like, this is one where I'm like, I'm kind of being like, yo, the community is going to help us. Right. Yeah. And, and if the community <clears throat> helps us learn, we make the product easier, make it better and hopefully give it, you know, the, the value that people need. And, that's how it works. Right. And I think hopefully that becomes like the good sign, which is, like, I think is what makes all the brands we love so much. So valuable to us and important is because they at some point take the time to understand you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they iterate the product to that, you know, and you in, in turn, you keep you double down. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. you're like, yeah, you heard me like mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, and I'm I'm here like I'm. I'm like you, like I have sneakers at the store, at the box, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, so it, it, and it's not something for me, at least it's hopefully like the, the, the whole point is right to not, we had this dimension, right? No matter what I'm sure what people say, like insurance is very simple, right? Like it's not a complex situation. It's by definition, the transfer of risk. You got a lot of value at your, at your crib. You're going to pay a small amount of money to transfer the risk of the greater value mm-hmm. to soul safe. So that means if something happens, you get your money back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's basically like a bank. It's like you're making deposits so that if something happens, you get paid back. Exactly. In whole. In, in whole. If not, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Like that's the crazy part. Maybe more. Because like along the way, we're telling you, hey, your sneaker went up. The flan went up another 10,000. Mm-hmm. I bet you would want to know from the insurance company to be like yo am i underinsured because you know how much it is like that's the crazy thing like people i tell people this all the time like sneaker collectors the sneaker community we're not dumb we're actually some of the most sophisticated people especially with numbers than we even know Mm -hmm. maybe even more than like people that look at stock like the sneakers move and the values change so crazily like and so fast but it's like but we know every detail about every sneaker it's like nothing and it's just inside of our little brains. No, yeah, for sure. I think I think it's we. That's why people look at us so freaking weird when we were yeah, like, "Oh, it's, like, yeah, it's like, yo, we're not crazy. We just love something so deeply." And it's like, I love it just as much as you love trading cards. It's like you know, trading cards and comic books like the back of your hand, mm-hmm. right? But I know all my sneakers like that. Yeah, and I know if something goes up, or I don't know how I know. It's like osmosis, like <laughs> you know. But I know, you yeah. know, and so. To me, it's like I would I would want to have the trust that my who I'm paying to ensure protect what I love the most knows it just as much. Right. Or is willing to hear me out about what I know, mm-hmm. you know, and respect that enough and then be like, all right, cool. If something happens, we got you. Right. And so, like, for me, it's like, well, I'm in the room being like, yo, we got him. <laughs> you know, like we got him. Like, yeah. You know, in a room full of other people, they're like. What are we doing? <laughs> we're insuring sneakers. You fucking right. We, that's what we're doing. You know? That's that's super dope, man. I think I I I'm rooting for you. You got me in your corner. I mean, you obviously have this podcast in your corner. Um, but we also end every episode with another question. Since we're towards the end of the episode, I'm gonna ask you this one question. So, <clears throat> think about the time. 
uh, you know, transport yourself back to where you answered uh, your first quick, your first kicks question. Right. But you're you, you're you now you're standing behind yourself as you open that pair of fives box, that Jordan five box. What would you tell yourself? uh, Tell your younger self as you open that box. I'll be like uh, that little tin can box, man. I would tell him, "Hey, you're gonna do something, something different. You don't even know it. Like that's gonna be, um, hopefully, help change the game a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of sneakers, right? Like you're gonna be able to do something in sneakers that didn't exist, and then you know you were a part of creating it and then pushing the needle a little bit forward. So, like the thing you're touching right now is actually um, more than a shoe." Right. It's more than laces, threads, fabric, material in a, a tin box. Like it's it's like dreams and aspirations that uh, will manifest through your love for that thing right there. Yo, amazingly said, <laughs> amazingly said, man. And you know what we say every week, wear your kicks. Man, peace. Wear <laughs> the insurance guys tell you to wear them. He's wearing yeah, wear them. <laughs> <face. laughs>